This episode is brought to you by Bright Cellars. So if you're like me, you're interested in wine, but I feel like it's hard to find your favorite, which is why Bright Cellars is amazing. It's a personalized monthly wine subscription service that's found the solution to all your wine-related problems. I didn't know there was so many wine problems. Yeah, there is. They found the solution. So once you receive your wine, you're able to rate and review your matches to continue discovering new wines you'll love. A little Pinot Grigio, a little Rosé, maybe some Syrah. Each month, Bright Cellars takes your ratings into account and sends you four new wines that are even better for your taste. And here's what's cool about this. You'll never receive the same wine twice unless you want to. And if you ever dislike a bottle, they'll replace it and your next shipment for free. You're develop the wine palette. Yeah, yeah, you need a little Merlot. Each shipment includes fun wine quotes, wine hacks, and tips to help you improve your wine knowledge and impress your friends and family. I'm going to use these for you, too. You'll even have your own wine concierge to answer any questions that you may have. So when you check out, don't forget to use the link brightsellers.com slash skinny for 50% off your first shipment. Man, 50% is a good deal. Cheers. All right, let's get the show rolling. The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Welcome back, guys. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Lauren Everts, creator of the blog and brand, The Skinny Confidential. Are you Lauren Bostick now? Oh, shit. You might be. I, I just. I am Michael Bostick. I don't love signing a B. Newly married man. Game over. Game over. You're dead. Life is over. Your your introduction should just be like I'm Michael Bostick and I'm dead. I'm dead. So, as always, we want to thank you guys for subscribing, listening, and rating our podcast. Your Snapchat messages have been unbelievable. We really appreciate the reviews and the messages on social media. If you guys have not rated or reviewed the show, please do so. Even if it's just a one star, drop us a line and let us know how we can continue to improve. And of course, if you like the show, let your friends, boyfriends, dogs, sisters, brothers know so we can continue to grow this amazing community. The amazing community. Yeah. Michael's a little I am, hungover. I'm a little hungover. Be honest with how hungover you are. I'm very hungover. Today's going to be... A very hungover, very interesting show. Newly married. Your voice is sounding like really rough too, because like and you're screaming. we're here with our good friend Steve. Hello, Whoa. Steve. So Steve is one of my best friends. He's become one of Michael's best friends, and we decided to make Steve. Well, actually, I manipulated him and forced him over here to be on our podcast today because a lot of you guys have met him through my blog but you've never met him through the podcast and we're so hungover that we needed to take the pressure of ourselves and have somebody else step into really diabolical of me I asked they were really stretching for content yeah. <laughs> really stretching it's a real it's a stretch today I mean we're com- we're basically been on a bender for five or six days down here partying for yes, this wedding we have. a lot of alcohol a lot of alcohol Steve actually said that there was tequila tables on the table and they were gone in two minutes less than two minutes my, my group of friends our group of friends they like to party I watched what 60 people devour two cases of karma tequila within about a minute and a half we love karma karma is our favorite tequila it was all down the table I, we had a super gothic wedding I'm going to show you guys all the details on the blog 
think drama, drama, drama. I feel like I've said the word drama six million times this week, but I, I had to like explain what, what I was wanting. I think the hotel is was excited to have us, but I think they're even more excited to have us leave. What did they say to you about the tequila? They said, we've done a lot of wedding parties down here, and I've never seen anyone drink this much tequila in my life. Well. It was a sight. It was a sight. Sure. We love our karma. All right, so. Before we get into the show, I want Steve to like introduce himself so you guys can have a little context. So I'm Steve, Steve Howe, uh, good friends to Michael and Lauren, but uh, a lot of people have asked what I do. Um, aside from being in high technology and, and enterprise software for years, I also work a lot with uh, personal and professional coaching. And uh, aside from being friends, uh, I've worked with Lauren and, and others um, both in, in personal and professional coaching, and uh, that's what I do. A lot of calendaring. Calendaring. Steve is actually, he's, you've helped us. You've done a big coaching session with us earlier this year. Relationship Maybe. coaching. No, but all, on the Skinny Confidential as well. Yeah. The Strategic Future by Design. Yeah. yeah. We did a compelling Strategic Future by Design. Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. And how would you describe what you do? You kind of basically help us get a framework for what we're trying to accomplish. Well, at its base, it's you know called transformational consulting. So whether you're a couple, a person, or a business, um, we're always striving for a, a constant state of transformation and growth. And so the the genesis of what I do is transformational consulting, and that's we worked as you said on the strategic future by design. That was looking at how you transform the skinny confidential. Um, we've done some work with Lauren and you about uh, transforming your lives and, and a strategic future as you get married. And uh, the basis of it is transformation. Is there an accelerator class for Lauren on the transformation now that she's a married woman? So we're, we're working on that. I thought we had moved a little bit faster. but Well, the calendaring's taken me a little long to get my head wrapped around it. So, so it's one thing we work on is, you know, Lauren calls it calendaring, but... Um, it's probably the most fundamental aspect of transformation is time management. I think most people who are struggling with transformation struggle with the fundamental management of time and where they spend their time. And more importantly, that time is um, uh, burned up by conversation. So what we worked on with Lauren is first get a budget on your time, being on time. Uh, spending time in the right areas. And you told me time's currency. Time is currency. and It's just like a check. If you book two things at the same time or you try to make two commitments at the same time, you're going to bounce that check. You're going to bounce that conversation. And it, in the end, what you're doing is compromising your integrity. Then you lose credibility. And you lose credibility. What's and funny you're certainly not going to transform. Is the, what's funny is during the wedding, we did our vows and my, I wrote them all out. And I had him in this book to read at the altar. And my first vow, before or my first thing I said before the vows was I was setting out to thank Lauren for being on time for our wedding. But if yeah. you remember, I had to actually scratch that one out because you were not on time for our wedding. I would have never been on time for our wedding. In fact, I was sitting in the room completely ready to go. I couldn't be on time for our wedding because it wasn't on brand. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about that because... <laughs> I was standing up there for a while when we were all standing happening. and waiting. I needed to, like, have a dramatic entrance. Oh, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. I thought that was good. You told me in my vows you'd promise to lie about the time. Yeah. Well, it was great, but I was standing up there 
for a long time in a suit with a bow tie in the hot Cabo sun, melting. Well, I got my drama. I had my dramatic entrance. I needed it. So you can see time and calendaring is fundamental. <laughs> We're still working on. We're working on it. But I have gotten a lot better. In fact, I was waiting for you at the bar the other day at the peninsula at 440, no, 458. We were supposed to meet at 5, and you got there at 5.08, so I'm feeling you no, need no, a little No, no, I coaching. was there at 5. I was just on the other side of the bar. No, you were not. Yes, I was. You were? Yeah. You were hiding on the other side? Yeah. Okay. You, you, you and Jordan were sitting at the bars on the other side. We were ready to but go. But you were on. You were actually early, and that's you know one of the other things is, um, you know, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're, you're late. I was 10 minutes early. So I want to take a second to tell you guys about a company that I've blogged about before called Soul Society. So it's spelled S-O-L-E, like the sole of a shoe. The company is based in LA and it's a shopping destination for head-to-toe looks that are on trend, but not tragically trendy. So it's kind of perfect. They carry their own brand of shoes, handbags, and accessories, as well as shoes and apparel by brands such as Vince, Lucky Brand, and Dolce Vita. Yep, all you girls needed more shoes. Yeah, we do. Quality pieces made to last more than one season at prices that won't break the bank. Just how I like it. So there's shoes, handbags, accessories, apparel, everything. It's kind of heaven. Free shipping on all orders, $50 or more at soulsociety.com. Make sure you guys use the promo code SKINNY for 15% off your first purchase only at soulsociety.com. That's SKINNY for 15% off. Do you know what's funny though? Steve has known Lauren and me since the beginning of Skinny Confidential. Yeah. Of the Skinny Confidential. We have to tell them about the PowerPoint. You like you have to like get into like the story and set it up of how we met. You guys should tell tell the story how you guys met because yeah. I think it's one of the funniest stories of all I'll time. I'll let Steve tell it. He loves to tell it. It's his favorite story ever. So as as part of what I do um, in technology, uh, I was working with a technology company in in San Diego that uh, was raising money at the time, and I I'd spend time in San Diego on business, but this was going to be a longer assignment. So I would be in town every two weeks for two weeks at a time and took up residence at uh, the Inn in Rancho Santa Fe. And my first night in, as some of you may know, Rancho is pretty quiet after 7.30 p.m. Um, I walked down to the only bar um, that seemed open at that time was Delicious. And this was only about 8 p.m. And, and I see the door open and I walk in and there's a, a blonde girl with... A sweatshirt on um, I think was eating off someone's plate I'm pretty sure you were and looked at me and asked me what I wanted she goes what do you want <laughs> completely I think she was ready to be out the door and I said well you know can I get some food are you close like what time do you close or it's like 10 <laughs> it's like so she yells back to the kitchen hey can we get him some food well, that's service it says service so I was immediately intrigued, right? And I figured this is someone that would keep me entertained on my assignments. <laughs> so um, I sat down to have dinner at, at, at the bar that night and got to know Lauren and was incredibly entertaining. Um, but there were, what, three, four <laughs> other guys at the bar um, that night. And it quickly became evident to me that uh, Lauren knew these people and they had grown up together. 
And they were all talking, I think, about why they didn't sleep with a certain girl. It was all the same girl. Yeah, and I leaned over and asked Lauren if this was a gay bar because these guys were, you know, arguing about why they didn't sleep with this girl. Anyway, um, for, the place became so intriguing. Lauren became uh, my source of entertainment, but we became fast friends. And I, I what, ate dinner there every night. Sur- surprising you every night. Surprising you, you live to tell the tale considering how much bar chemicals she put in those oh, glasses. So I start getting this horrific sore throat. And anyone who's familiar with bar chemicals, the three-step process for watching, washing the glasses, Lauren put chemicals in every... Every process. Every process. Yeah, I'm not a good bartender. So what can I you say? You almost killed me, though. I mean, okay. my martinis had head on. They had, like, foam... <laughs> But you kept coming back. I did. This I is did. my problem with you and Michael. You guys complain about me, but I can't cut you out. Like no. I can't quit you. You guys keep coming. Gluttons for punishment. You're like herpes. It was. It was. It was <laughs> I don't know if I want to be described as herpes, but okay. no, it was fun, and and I really got a sense of the community in Rancho Santa Fe, and um, you know, about the third time in, Lauren asked me what I did for a living, and. You know, people who know me, I don't often talk about me. I like to turn the tables. Um, so I told Lauren I was a reality TV producer. And she immediately, you know, went on stage. 100%. 100%. There was a fucking runway behind the bar after he told me that. I was making moves. I was doing dances. I all of a sudden went to the back and put mascara and lip gloss on. I was like, enough about me. What do you think about like me? Like the WB frog. Yeah. <laughs> The WB frog. <laughs> that and, was me. And so as my strategy goes, she knows very little about me. And about a weekend, I know a lot about Lauren. <laughs> and I know a lot about the town of Rancho Santa Fe. And I, I hear a lot about um, Michael. Uh, unbeknownst to me, Lauren is going home and telling Michael that there's a new guy in town hitting on you. Yeah, I was like, there's this new guy in town. He won't leave me alone. He keeps coming in. I think he's obsessed. I like to stir the pot a little bit with Michael. I don't get too riled up about that though. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you were fine. I tried to. I tried to make you jealous. Another you. another one of my wedding vows was that I will always do my best to believe your many exaggerations. <laughs> and and you do that well. Yeah. Thank you. I love drama. So as we we got to know each other, um, uh, you know, Lauren's like, oh, you got to meet Michael. I think she was trying to make me jealous and compete more. Ultimately, her tips were going higher. For, they were. I don't know. I was getting good tips. But it all came to a crashing close for you one night. Eight months later. When, uh, I guess what, I was arguing over a text message or something? You were arguing over a text message and I said, what's wrong? Yeah. And what did I say? You said, oh, my significant other. Just jealous, jealous. And I said, tell her to be quiet. Like, she needs to get over it. We're just friends. And I, I, at that point, because I don't hide anything until... um, I let her know that there was my boyfriend. And her face just went... I mean, her whole strategy with Michael and the tips and everything else just went out the door. I had this whole strategy and this whole like plan, and you said that, and I had to go to the back and, and collect myself. <laughs> so then I met Steve, and I said, Lauren, I don't think he's hitting on you. I think he's hitting on me. <laughs> and Mike and I became fast friends. We did. And... Uh, Met both families, and uh, at that time, Lauren was uh, beginning to blog, and uh, she began to tell me about her focus for the blog, and I was really impressed. I mean, not only was uh, Lauren incredibly creative, 
but she had an extreme focus um, and, and strategy for the blog. You know what's funny though? At, at the time, there's a lot of people were like, "What are you doing?" I don't think so. And you know, I was always in support of what Lauren was doing. And I think you were one of the only like maybe three to four other people that like clearly saw the vision and clearly thought, "Hey, this is a good idea," and helped her execute. And you put together a PowerPoint for her, and you kind of gave her some framework to how to, how to get started and, and like how to look at the brand and what to do. And you, I think you were one of the first people too to to tell her to look at it as a brand. Yeah. Um, no, and she ran. So it wasn't, you know, I, I like, I'm fascinated by people who have drive vision and, and can execute. And so when I saw what Lauren was up to, and it took me a while, a few days when she kept talking about her blog, even me, I was like, blog, blog. But then when she finally said, no, listen to what I'm doing. And I sat down and listened to her. I said, then I realized she was onto something and just put together a simple framework as three slides. But I'll tell you what, the two of you working together and where it is now, I look back at those slides. I mean, you guys have executed flawlessly on building this brand, building an engagement level with a community that is, you know, uh, fully engaged with you. And it, it made me really happy. I forget where we were. I think it was in Malibu. So we went to Malibu Farms. Love Malibu Farms. And, and that was the first time that I actually got an idea of how big the brand had come. And uh, how Lauren, far it how, how far it comes. Lauren had told me that, you know, this is getting big. In fact, we were sitting for lunch and what two girls came up and said, Oh, you're Lauren from the Skinny Confidential. And, you know, they expressed how much, not only do they love the, the, the brand and the platform, but how much they're involved with it. Yeah, I think creating that community is really important. I, I don't want to be like a blogger that has like kind of a wall up. I want to be able to converse and talk with the community. But you made me this beautiful PowerPoint. You're totally underestimating what you did. It was a beautiful PowerPoint with a timeline of what I should hit and when. So, for instance, he said, you write a book in a year. You create a product line. You all over time. So you kind of were doing a creative strategic future by design for the Skinny Confidential without telling me you were doing it. This is where I'm interested in jumping in here. When you've seen a lot of different businesses start, you've seen some succeed, some fail. What do you like for people out there that are thinking about starting a brand or business? What do you think the biggest mistake is that they can make in the beginning? I, I think the big where I I don't know if it's a mistake or a, a, a misconception, but where I see the biggest failures are when people enter whatever business it is purely for for making money. Right. And so I see a lot of people now, you know, that I know wanting to start to blog because of the story I relay about Lauren. But Lauren wasn't in it to make money. Obviously, she wanted to make money. But her, I think her first priority and was in your mission statement was to be an authentic voice. And at that time, it was a focus on North County, San Diego. So she had this passion for blogging and she wanted to be an authentic voice for lifestyle choices. And for this generation, like I want to be like. Um, a Martha Stewart, but cool that cusses and is edgy and fun for this generation. So and there was a clarity. There's around. a clarity. So you think when people get started, if their ma- if their main priority is to make money, that usually ends up. Yeah, I mean, if you're not a stockbroker or hedge fund, you know, but if you're in most businesses, if you're not focused on creating value, right? If it's just how do I make money on this? Uh, that's the biggest flaw. Like, there's a, a number of execution errors after that. 
But I see a lot of wealthy people, a lot of smart people look at whether it be blogging or they see someone be successful with a product that they're like, oh, I can just go build another one and, and, and compete with them and be successful and make all this money. Um, it, it usually doesn't work out if that's the driving force. It's really funny that you just said that because today I screenshotted this quote because it really spoke to me and it feels like the more success that I get, I have a long way to go. I haven't reached the potential I want to reach at all. But Oprah said, the reason I've been able to be so financially successful is my focus has never, ever for one minute been money. And I think that what you just said is 100% true. If you're so fixated on money, I feel like it takes so much energy and space that you can't really thrive and flourish is the word I want to use. Well, there's not the authenticity. But but I'll tell you, the second mistake is for creative people that that do have that authenticity and create a brand, there becomes a point at scale, which kind of this lack of acknowledgement of what it takes to finance things can be, you can underestimate that. And I think between you and Michael, both both creative people, both smart business people, you've got this balance of authenticity of the brand, a commitment to, to, to your base, and a business acumen that's really making it work. We're trying. No, I think, you know, it's, I think we're both creative in our own ways. Lauren's much more like artsy creative. I don't know if that's the right word to describe it, but I think I, I, I would like to be called a visionary every second now okay, that I'm your wife. My wife's a visionary. Um, <laughs> I like. I, I think what is, what's important is when you're partnered with somebody that is that has a lot of that creativity. You need to figure a way to help them channel it yep. and still execute on a business. I don't know the best way to do that. Michael's been amazing for me, and so has Steve because both of them. They, I feel like both of them really get me. And um, I, 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 they just were saying before we started the podcast that I don't sometimes know how to communicate what's in my head. But both of them, they both give me the ability to be a better version of myself. I feel like without both of you... You'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's people in my life like my dad and Mike and Jen and Julie. Like there's, I, I have a lot of good people around me to keep me on a straight path. I want to tell you guys about an awesome sponsor, Kopari. So this holiday season, I've got a lot to be thankful for. Glowing skin, luscious locks, and the fact that my rough, dry spots are now quenched to perfection. And that's without a whole army of beauty products. Instead, I just want to say thank you to Kopari for making their products with nature's ultimate multitasker, 100% organic coconut oil. Even Michael steals the products from me. Once in a while. Once in a while. So they use the highest quality coconut oil chosen for its superior scent and non-gritty texture. I hate when it's too gritty and Kopari just comes on really smooth. The coconut oil is packed with vitamin E and nourishing protein so you can use it as an intensive hair mask or gloss over those flyaways. I also like to use it under makeup. I've told you guys this a lot. Sometimes you'll ask me how I get that dewy effect. Just put it under your makeup. It's a great primer. All Kopari products are formulated without any sulfates, silicones, GMOs, or parabens, which is amazing. So say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life, thanks to Kopari. Go to kopari.com slash skinny to get 20% off your order. That's kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash skinny for 20% off. 
we get a lot of questions as well, like how do, you know, we're married now, we've been engaged for a long time, been together longer. How do you work together? And we've answered this a few times in our way, but for people that you've coached, couples you've coached, what is usually the biggest, as you like to say, breakdown when it comes to, you know, having a relationship and also running a business together? And with finances too, like how, like how do you juggle it all? Well, it, whether it's a, a personal relationship, business relationship, I mean, we're human beings, so we don't separate them. So fundamentally... You know, the, the, the failures um, in business or the breakdowns in business or the breakdowns in relationship are somewhat similar. So if there's first not an authentic commitment to the relationship, right, um, oftentimes couples in a relationship really don't slow down and, and get aligned on what you're committed to in life, right? You, you, you commit to the big things like we're going to get married and we're going to have kids, but you don't commit to, you know, what are your 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 um, priorities, you know, uh, what are your priorities around work-life balance, you know, really talking through the details of what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. So, and, and, and it's easy to be in a relationship and get caught up in being married, get caught up in having kids. Those are all institutional type things and go 10 years without ever talking about, well, we didn't really get to what we're committed to as individuals in this relationship. And, you know, we're doing some of that, that work now. And I think when you do it, you begin to realize we never really talk. What are my core values? What are my principles? You know, what am I going to uh, compromise on and what am I not willing to compromise on? Yeah. And, you know, I've said this in the last episode that I fully believe that in a relationship or marriage, love is not enough. Absolutely. You need to, you know, even Lauren and I, you know, we've been together a long time, but we're committed with Steve to constantly work on ourselves, to be able to communicate with ourselves between each other so that we can get on the same page, figure out what our common goals are. And like Steve said, not just, oh, get married and have kids, but, you know, let's talk about this issue or let's talk about what this podcast looks like or let's talk about what it means for Michael to be involved in Lauren's business or vice versa. And so I think that, you know, in a relationship, if, if you just think you're going to get in and be in love and that's going to carry you through through life, it's it, that's almost impossible. Like you need to you need to get on the same page. I, mean, I hate a fairy tale too. I mean, there's no fairy tale. Like you have to work it. Let's get real. There's uh, there's no fairy tale. You have to work it every single day. You have to work on yourself. You always say you have to have accountability. Accountability to me is I think really important. And you have to be self aware and call yourself on your own shit. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, is this a new it. this is a new this wife is a thing. New me. This is well, a new yeah, wife thing. I think you're also touching on what yeah you know, when when you're struggling, Lauren, in particular, with the work and the relationship. And I say in particular because we've been working specifically on on this. Is you know people aren't conscious of what they choose every day. And you know, for example, Lauren will be in a frenzy because she's you know r- you know running late, or there may be a conflict somewhere at work and. I can tell she's really choosing to be flustered, uh, you know, angry, and, and getting people really present to, on, on any moment of the day and in your life, what choices are you making? And I think most times, if, if you slow down and really say, okay, with this behavior, with this conversation I'm having, what choice am I really making? And I think most people aren't conscious of it. And if most people are honest when there's a breakdown, what they're really choosing is to be right, make other people wrong. They're choosing to be insecure. They're choosing to be, be, be fear, fear, fearful. But it's just as easy to choose to be happy, confident, accountable. And so getting present to what you choose, 
is is really important. No, and I think that you've obviously helped Lauren and I both tremendously, not just in our relationship and our business, but both of ourselves personally. You know, me, me and Steve have private conversations. Lauren and Steve have private conversations. And just getting in the right mindset. I think it's important to kind of get like a mentor, coach in your life that can help you like, you know, f- figure out what your choices are, figure out what your thought pattern for the day is going to be. I mean, it's just, we talk about it all the time and I talked about it. I don't want to get too deep in the election. A lot of people were um, snapping us about that. But I think whether you're for the current president-elect or not, it's all about mindset and, and, and how you choose to react to something. People were snapping, saying, oh, you know, the world is over. Oh, this is going to be the worst thing ever. And I said, I choose to believe that this is going to be a good thing. And I, and I, don't, and, and I think if you choose to be unhappy about something, you're going to be unhappy. And if you choose to look at things in a brighter light and you choose to be happy, then you'll be happy. It's all about perspective. It's one of the... Choice creates how the world world occurs to you, right? Like you said, if you choose to be mad or upset or fearful about something, that's how the world's going to occur to you. And that's what's going to manifest in your relationships. I 100% agree. And your other point about coach or mentor. So, you know, I'm working with, with both of you, but I also work with them. And so it's, it's, it's really important if people are committed to transformation in their business or their personal life that they do get a third party because I have my own issues. Right? And what do you always say to me? Cause this is what I, I was trying to get this point across in previous podcasts yep. that, you know, I can give advice or Lauren can give advice, but you also need to go and like figure, figure some other things out outside of what we're saying. Cause you know, Lauren and I work with you, you yeah. work with somebody else. And I think you need to take these things and, and take these different perspectives from different people um, with a grain of salt and just, yeah. and, 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 and not know like, and know that there's there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? Well, you're pointing to poor. So Lauren kind of leans to the fix me, right? Give me tools where I'm immediately fixed. I know. But, I like a quick fix. We all know that. But transformation is not about that. It I is know. more about what you're talking about, Michael, where, okay, I've, I've gotten coaching. I've gotten context. And it's given me a new way to evaluate things. But then use those tools to, to create the right conversations for yourself. Super important. So how we worked together with Steve was that we both had to turn in pre-work, which we're still waiting on yours. I had to get through the wedding. Okay, Michael. I, Michael, barely, you, you I barely made it through that. He's acting like Bridezilla. I did everything. Like, you just literally stood at the altar. So we both had to do pre-work, and pre-work is like all these questions about... Sure, the, those were the questions about... Communication. You know, communication, what you're committed to, what you're fearful of, what you're willing to compromise on. Think about your principles. And one of the one of the reasons Michael told me that he hadn't done it yet is those questions are they're they're nothing tricky about them, but they are not normal conversations that you have with anyone. And so, you know, one of the responses was from Michael, he wasn't just ready yet to commit to have that conversation, which is fair game. It's it, it's if if you have to get in a in, in the conversation with me, not not you, Lauren. But if you're not authentically ready to have that conversation, don't commit to having it. And so I, re- although he hasn't done the pre work, TikTok. Uh, no, but I am committed to doing the pre work. I just wanted to get through this wedding and sit down and yep. actually have the time to really sit down and, and think and be able to write down clearly what my thoughts were. And so, I think the wedding sheds some new light on things and will help you in the pre I had a I had a jet ski parked out on the beach. If shit went south, I was going to use that as a getaway vehicle. I hired 
hired a whale. And take off to South America. Okay, Michael. All right, you guys. So, as you know, I spend a lot of time researching beauty. The good, the bad, the trends, the colors, what works, what doesn't. You get it. So, today I'm super excited to introduce you to BeautyCon Box. Now, the reason I love this is because it's quick and efficient. I love quick. Basically, it's over $150 worth of product for $30. There's nothing better than a deal. It's a subscription box that's delivered straight to your door each season, and you guys know I love a good subscription. Some of my favorites in the box are Flutter Lash and the Ofra Liquid Lipstick. They've both been in my makeup bag throughout our entire wedding, and the lipstick was giving me life. I just wore it by the pool today. Okay, so save $20 if you sign up for the annual payment plan. This means you pay the total cost of the entire year in boxes. If you're more of a seasonal girl, you can pay each month for the box and the shipping cost. Check out beautycon.com slash box to sign up today. And of course, we have a discount code for you guys, BOXBUZZ, for 20% off. I'm Rosa Blasi. And I'm Lisa Ann Walter. We're a bit sex-obsessed. Extremely chocoholic. Sometimes judgy and slightly insane. The Chick Show does your life, period. Get it free at iTunes or Podcast One. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Well, let's talk about the wedding a little bit. Let's change gears. The wedding was phenomenal. and uh, 55 people, not one person there that I didn't absolutely love or that Michael didn't absolutely love. Every single person, they're our best friends, our family members, came together and it was so special and so intimate and so gothic. Honestly, it was basically a it was basically a three day party. Yeah, we party. just partied. And like I said earlier, our friends really like to party, so it happened really fast. I didn't know how I was going to feel about the wedding, um, not in terms of marrying you, but in terms of like if it would be fun, if it'd be worth spending the money, if it'd be worth doing. And I don't regret spending anything on this. I thought it was so much fun. That's awesome. I yeah, had we had an amazing time. We all ended up in the pool with our clothes on. My phone's gone. Your phone's gone. You can't Snapchat. Were you nervous? I was not nervous. I swear. I actually told Steve in the beginning. He asked me. He was there. He was our Steve was our ring bearer. Yeah. Steve and he was also our gave ring a speech bearer. at rehearsal, which I got noticed last minute. Of yeah, course. which I completely. Um, Sorry, I didn't count. But it's funny because everyone kept. I had a few. I had two of my friends come up to me and say, "Oh, you're nervous." No, they're both married. They both told me they threw up before their wedding because they were so nervous. Steve asked me if I was nervous. I said no. I'm all, everyone asked me if I was nervous. I was not nervous for a second. I think. I think. I mean, I committed to this a long time ago, right? And. It's something I wanted to do, so that I didn't have I didn't have any nervousness. Both of you, I could tell, were... I was saying this earlier. I haven't been to a ton of weddings, but I've been to some big ones. And oftentimes, the bride and groom don't get a chance to enjoy the wedding. And you know, even while we were standing there talking, and I was asking you if you're nervous because Lauren was late, you were still enjoying the wedding. And when I saw you three hours later, you were still enjoying it. Yeah, we sure we enjoyed it. Maybe I enjoyed it a little too much. But. So I had my blackout diva moment Friday night, and Michael had his blackout diva moment Saturday night. And when Michael gets drunk, God well, forbid I have a couple drinks at my wedding. You didn't. You had more than a couple drinks, buddy. When Michael oh, gets drunk, go I'm going to go here a little bit. His hair pops out. His hair pops out like a huge boner off his head. <laughs> so erect. You all your hair, I call it the one hair when he's drunk. I'm like, oh, the one hair's out. You had 40 hairs out. Your hair was going in all different directions, which is really rare for you. 
Our yeah. first dance was to Metallica. I tried to dip you, and you were like, absolutely not. Yeah, you Probably better. I, would have, I don't think I was... Yeah. You were grabbing my ass the entire first dance. Yep. Like, you were like, I think you ejaculated on my white skirt. <laughs> no, I didn't ejaculate. <laughs> I missed all that. You did. I know, you missed that. That's rude. Was it? No, we were there for a good length of time. Taylor, the bare naked cucumber, as he's known in the show, is on timeout for a very long Taylor's time. Taylor's on timeout. You guys aren't going to see him for a long time. Yeah, I heard about that. He lost his mind. He lost his mind. He's on timeout. I'm building an annex in the office, and he will be working there for the next six months. Yeah, Taylor's, Taylor's done. But everyone else was incredible, and it was so nice to like be around all these people and not have to... Like go glad hand everyone and have an, like conversations and feel rushed. It was like I'd already been with these people for three days and there was only fifty five of them. Granted, seventy five percent were men. Yeah, and honestly, like if I could give one piece of advice for anybody that is planning a wedding, guy, girl, honestly, make it more about having a good time than a production. I think there's so many couples that get married and it's like it it, it turns into work. No one cares about a fucking fly. And honestly, yeah, like everybody there. We had empanadas and like street it, tacos. It's so excited just to party. We had bottles of tequila all over the table, like Steve said. I mean, they didn't last very long, but. Karma was down the whole entire table. They were there. So instead of doing like round tables, and I'm going to talk about this on the blog, I did one long, huge gothic table with all different heights and candles. And I wanted wax dripping down the candles. And I just wanted like black, dark eggplant drama. I feel like I captured it. Do you? Yeah. Well, in my in my yeah, you did capture. We definitely you were definitely dramatic. Thank you. Um, especially on Friday night. Um, <laughs> I had a Sharon Stone casino gold dress pony. In my in my opinion, people want to come down. People a lot of the times people feel burdened after go to weddings. If we're being honest, right? It's like oh great, we got to go to a wedding. I got to spend money to go here. I got to deal with this. I got to get dressed up in a suit or a oh, dress. Fuck, no one wants Watches. to go. And so knowing that and being like somewhat self aware. We said, listen, we want to make this a vacation a vacation for everybody. We want them to have so much fun. What did so, you say earlier where I got goosebumps? You said something. You, we, wanted to, we wanted to make everyone else feel special, not us. So the people that were down here, we wanted them to feel like they were special to us. It was more, it was more about them than it was about us. I know we were the no, ones it was getting like, married. It was like acknowledging the people and putting a boundary in our lives of who is like so special to us and like who's our ride or die people. And that's why it was such a small wedding. And some people asked if they could bring plus ones. And the reason that we said no to some people is because we only wanted people that we really, really, really knew. You know and what we, I mean? Well, and we wanted, to, we wanted to have those experiences with those people where they didn't feel obligated to take care of somebody that didn't know. Because I think everybody, I mean, yeah. you're a little bit of a newcomer to our group of friends. But like, everybody well, like six years ago. Yeah, but everybody our friends have been knows. friends since twelve. Yeah, everybody knows everybody. So, and the person that married us, we're going to talk about all this on the blog. But the person that married us, Chris Beaton, um, was insane. He's been our friend since we were ten. I've known Chris since second grade. You've known him since second grade, and he was just incredible. He it did was. A great job. Didn't you do a good job? Yeah. He was on brand. Yeah. You were loving it. Whoa, he did a great job. And had happened to be on brand. There was a whale that jumped across, like, like where we were getting married, an altar. Yeah, I had that flown in. And Michael said he had it wasn't it flown cheap. in. Yeah, that was cute that I'm you just did kidding, that. I didn't. He's back in SeaWorld now. And every and then afterwards, we had this beautiful, fun wedding, and then we went to the office and fucking sat on the beach and ate chips and salsa and drank margaritas and just 
listen to mariachis play Pretty Woman and get shots from Rambo. Yep. <laughs> I'd say it was a success. It was a success. You're both still standing and breathing. Barely. Uh, Congratulations. How bad was your hangover today? Uh, it's still going. Are you hungover? No. No, I haven't no. been hungover all four or five days. That's a bit disappointing. Yeah. No, I don't like that. That's not enough we, drama we for me. tonight. Okay. All right. We got to step it up tonight. We're going to go to the Thompson Hotel. All right, you guys. That's Steve. He will 100% be back. We got to have Steve back in the studio so we can do like proper. We can get some questions from the audience. We can... Uh... Steve has a lot of value. One of the reasons he's my best friend is because he has so much different depth and dimension and a lot of layers. So I want you guys to get to know him. Yeah, we're back in the studio next week, so... Yeah, back at it next week. That's going to go well. Back to reality. All right. Remember to send in your questions to Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskHimAndHer. We're also going to be doing call-ins soon, so if you want to be a part of that... Email podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. Ask us anything and anything, anything and everything. And we will do our best to answer or just drop us a line and let's talk. If you guys like Steve, let us know because he'll be back. And send us questions to our Snapchats as well. Yes. Once I get my phone back. Hey, your phone doesn't work. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Bostick. Thanks. Should I do a hyphen or just Bostick? Can't decide. Bostick's the cooler name. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.